1: Hello listeners and welcome back. So uh
0: this week uh I'm joined by Nick. Hello Nick. Hi Simon. Oh, give me just a second, I'm just putting my air guitar on its stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh yes. I remember uh I don't remember who it was, but do you remember the skit about the bloke doing like um you know using his uh tennis racket as a guitar in his bedroom and he keeps like Tuning it, and then he goes, "Yeah, close enough for rock and roll." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Yeah, there we go. Uh, anyway, um, so uh, lots of stuff going on this week, Nick. Lots of stories. Um, I That's guess a nice
0: change. We always seem to say there's not very much happening this week.
1: <laughs> yep. Well, there we are. This week there is quite a lot going on. The first one, of course, was uh, Apple reported their second quarter results. Um. If you want to see the charts, the best place to go really is Six Colors. Uh, Record ninety-seven billion. Um, Record March quarter
0: in revenue,
1: right? Yep, yep. Um, Not their biggest revenue. Um, Previous quarter was one hundred and twenty-three point nine. This is ninety-seven point three, but of course, it's not the biggest quarter traditionally.
0: Um. Yeah, but if you you only have to look back. I mean, this these charts go back to where uh, they go back three or four years. Yep. I mean, basically, uh, and, and the yeah, you know, the average line is up. So yep, it's it's all going <laughs> making know, more money than they were.
1: It's making more money than it was. And if you look at this chart, you can see that uh, the first quarter, which of course is actually September to December, I think. Um, because of the way Apple's reporting works. Um, You know, the first quarter is always the biggest because that's when all the new phones and such like come out. Um, Indeed. Indeed. Uh, what have we got here? Um, iPhone, 52%. Wearables That's
0: still, half their, still yes. half their revenue is the iPhone. Yep,
1: still half That's their amazing, revenue. amazing, isn't it, really? I think there
0: was some thoughts, weren't there? I think there were some thoughts originally that um, services would become much larger and the, the iPhone would sort of disappear into the background as a saturation point was met. but. Apparently not still well, sending an awful lot of them I think
1: you know the thing is, even if you 've reached saturation, people still want to change their phones every two or three years on the whole, or even that's you true
0: know, yeah, still want the latest shiny yeah. even
1: even if it's four years, you know it might slow it down, but it's still an awful lot of people replacing their phones every every year um, wearables nine percent, which obviously includes the watch and uh the airpods um iPad eight percent, Mac eleven, which is interesting because the Mac is
0: rising It's grown a bit, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah.
1: Um it's gone up over the last few quarters, I think it's gone up several percent. And services
0: is now twenty percent, which Wow, that's one fifth one fifth of their income is now services.
1: Yep, that's, that's big. It is. Um
0: uh, Mac revenue trending upwards. Um uh, that's simply because they're paying attention to the Mac again. It is, me. yes. It's <laughs> it's nice, simple. nice new shiny yeah. Macs coming out. Definitely, that's right. Things desirable d- devices that people want. So, yep, yeah, definitely. Um, iPad revenue was
1: down two percent. Um, I've got a story elsewhere, an opinion piece, people saying it's because of the iPad OS, but that's—I'm pretty sure that's not because Apple said they were diverting some of the components. From iPads to um iPhone due to, you know, supply constraints. So I'm not right. sure that there's...
0: I mean it is a, it's only a small drop if you look if you look at the graph. I mean it's not Yeah, it's not not really it's I not don't think new, it's, it's not plummeting off a cliff or anything, it's just a small drop. Just a small in, drop quarter four last year. Yeah. It so, depends on whether that's a trade or whether that's just a blip. Well looking at Who this knows? looking at
1: this chart, um Last quarter, it was down 14%, which almost certainly was due to um, supply constraints. This is only down 2%. I don't think that's anything that uh, would constitute a trend, to be honest. No. And if you look at that graph there, the iPads seem to go up and down quite a lot.
0: Um, I suppose it depends on where they are in their um, development cycles. And yep, things. yes, it does, you know, and... Whether you get the, you know, when the
1: new Pros come out, no doubt there'll be a surge. Um, I'm sure the underlying, you know, main driver of that is still the basic iPad. I know everybody likes to talk about the Air and the Pros and all the, you know, top end ones, but I'm sure the I'm sure the majority is probably the basic one.
0: It'd be really interesting to see a breakdown of. The different types of iPad, wouldn't it? It well, would. Probably the same for all there. Uh, yeah. It would be nice to see, you know, a breakdown of the Max and everything. <laughs> see, it would. But, see which uh, ones are selling best and whatever. Apple Obviously, don't like to not do, not do that. Give us that no,
1: they haven't done no. that for years. Um, and the services revenue is just basically climbing quarter after quarter. Oh gosh, look at
0: that! Now that's quite a graph. Yeah, that's quite a graph. That's a very steady upward climb. Yep. That doesn't uh, show any signs of uh, slowing does it of slowing does it that's uh no uh, the sort that's the sort of graph that um
1: investors like to see it is wearables and home accessories
0: much the same um yeah so you yeah, know that surprises me really yeah that surprises me i mean i know the earpods are very popular and i know I see a lot of people wearing the watches, but it yes, still surprises I, me a little bit.
1: I, I have to admit, though, I and I think I've said this before, but, you know, I, I see more and more people with Apple Watches, not necessarily the newest ones, but more and more people with Apple Watches, yeah. and more and more people with AirPods, and they're not necessarily all... Um, you know, Apple, iPhone users or yeah, whatever.
0: That's, that's true. Actually, actually, look at it. It says wearable home and accessories. Yes. So it's home pods and everything. No. Yes,
1: it's everything. Every Everything that's not, I don't know, one of the main computing devices. But it's, it's still trending upwards. Um, it's all looking pretty healthy. All very healthy. About the only one that doesn't look particularly healthy is regional year-over-year growth. Um, Europe is down and China
0: is down but you know that's oh yeah overall there you go Uh, it's obviously not having a big impact it's not having a big impact on the bottom line so not at the moment not yet anyway
1: not moment I mean I believe uh, Tim said That uh, they were expecting to do between four and eight billion less in sales than they could achieve in the next quarter due to probable supply constraints. So, but you know, Mm. if you can if you can can sell everything you can make, you're doing all right. So (laughs) (laughs) indeed. There we go. So that's that. As I say, I've got um, links to Apple's own results reporting and a link to Six Colors, where you can see all the pretty graphs. And no yeah, doubt, Six so, Colors is good. If you, if you like graph
0: if you like me, I like I do like a good graph. If you like a
1: look at the um, you know graphical representation of what it all means, um, and no doubt, of course, um, I'm sure Bart will cover it in moderate depth. In uh, yeah in the forthcoming uh, Let's Talk Apple, anyway. Probably with, uh, probably with Linda. Yep, yep, probably with Linda, who will explain it all to us mere mortals. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. The next two, I've got kind of... Uh, we've got Apple and Dell grow shipments, but overall PC market declines. Um, this is... I found this quite interesting. Um, I mean, we know that Apple's, you know, the Mac... Has been continually, you know, growing, and Apple liked to tout how many of their buyers are new to the platform. Um, but according to uh, ZNet, uh, Apple and Dell were the only PC vendors whose global shipments increased. As uh, this was Q1. Um, as shipments from the wider industry fell by four point three percent compared to a year ago. Um. Mm. Counterpoint estimates uh, Apple's Mac shipments grew 8% year-on-year and Dell grew 1%. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Poor HP saw their shipments slip by 16%. That's a lot. Oh, that's quite a chunk, yeah. Yeah. I've always thought Hewlett-Packard were considered, you know, one of the more solid manufacturers. Yeah, decent machines. Uh, Lenovo down... 9.5 9.5 a lot of people seem to like lenovo but what i've found is a lot of their cheaper machines are very cheap and nasty um the build quality is quite cheap i'm sure they're probably good pcs but
0: they feel flimsy I, well that uh, normally they're most i mean they do sell to the general public but mostly they're aimed at businesses aren't they lenovo? yes yeah yeah um so i'm surprised yeah i'm surprised if they're um, yeah, and it... it surprises me a little. I, I I wonder if they're counting. So the statistician in me is now asking questions. <laughs> yes. questions about the I assumptions be... that are made here. Indeed. Are they counting PCs or are they counting uh, like d- devices that would connect to uh, a server? So. Um... So they're not full PCs. Would they hmm. count as PCs? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. So like, so like the like 7Trent, when I worked at 7Trent, yeah, we'd we we we'd, we'd just got little boxes that strapped to the back of our monitors. Yeah. And, uh, and all the processing was done on the servers in a cloud way. Yeah, so the, the thin client, as they used to be described. Thin client, that's the word. Yeah, so I'm not sure whether they're counting thin clients in one that or whether it's just PC PCs hard to tell, isn't it? It is. Um apparently Whereas with the Mac we know it's we know it's computers they're selling because the, they do not sell definitely. anything
1: else. Um for many vendors the two year stretch of growth in PC shipments is truly over. Uh, counterpoint is the latest to confirm the trend following Apple's Thursdays uh Q two financial year 2022 earnings a quarter in which max sales rose 14.3% year on year
0: so yeah uh, the other qu- the other question i'd ask is so in 2020 they probably sold a lot of pcs because lots yep. of people were working from home so they would have bought lots of extra computers that year. Yes. So is this just the after effects of that that that, that they're not buying new ones now because they I mean just bought, bought new some. ones then which, yes. which they may have not bought until now, normally. Yes. I, I think that's <laughs> So I, yeah.
1: I think there's a um I think there's a certain amount of that. I mean I think if you talk to people like Bob O'Donnell or, or um, you know, Ben Baharin, they were predicting this when the you know, when there was a huge surge at the beginning of the pandemic, as I yeah. said, there will be a there will be a come down from this because people will have refreshed their PCs or bought extra PCs and then they won't, you know, a year or so down the line you'll see a, a slump. But anyway, Apple have bucked the trend and appear to be growing strongly, which can only mean their market share is going
0: up, I suppose. There we go. That's yes. good. That's good. It's good to see that. Uh, but uh, again, it's because they've because of all the new kit they've released over the last couple of years. It's yes, not always. more of them. Um, yeah. You know, I think there's
1: a lot of there was a lot of pent up demand, but you know they like to tout how many new users they constantly are adding, which is always good. Um, yeah. Also, apparently, iPhone shipments grow while Android tanks, according to the cult of Mac. Um, iPhone sold well in Q1 2022. More figures here. Um, Apple apparently mm-hmm. accounted for 18% of the global smartphone market share uh, based by IDC and Strategy Analytics, which is um, um, Strategy Analytics. That's um, I think that's Bob O'Donnell, isn't it? Anyway, um, Apple had a good quarter led by the iPhone 13 and the SE3 2022. Uh, which has become a volume driver in the lower segment. Um, as noted, every ma- major Android maker saw a decline in shipments. Some of these are substantial. Uh, and, uh, Samsung's drop was 1.2%, but Xiaomi declined 18%. Oppo went down 27%, and Vivo dropped 28%. Um, I've I
0: think- not heard of Vivo.
1: Uh, yeah, I have, I have. Um, I think they're one of the Chinese brands. Um, right. I think I, I, I couldn't swear blind on that, but um, if I was on their board, I'd be. I think I might be breaking out in a cold sweat. Twenty eight percent is a bit of a four by two to the
0: back of the head, isn't it? <laughs> it certainly is. Yeah. I'd be. I'd well, that's be interesting, isn't it? I mean, I think. Yeah. We did talk about it a little bit last week, didn't we? And the the fact that people tend to find apples easier to use. But I'm not sure that that's what's causing this. No. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, There we are. Um,
1: And we were talking... So the
0: analysts are saying they've got hope for the future. Of course they have. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They reckon this year
1: will be a tale of two halves. It's quite possible that the you know when all the new shiny androids come out later in the year that they will perk up. Not to try and generalise, but I think a lot of android buyers keep their phones less time than iPhone buyers do. Um, They tend to I think they tend to refresh more, but they're more they keep well because there's all those different products available. They're more likely to be tempted to, to see something with you know some new feature that they like and buy a new phone. Oh yes, okay. Yes, um, that's possibly true. Yeah, um, Apple now employs a Brazilian supplier to build the iPhone 13. which was on Apple Insider, which is what we were talking about uh, last week, wasn't it? About um, yeah, it's still, still
0: Foxconn still trying to spread their uh, spread their portfolio, as it were. Yes, their manufacturing um, bases. <laughs>
1: Foxconn Brazil seems to be solely dedicated to assembling iPhone 13 6.1 inch models. Um, there we are. So, we we I said I thought they'd got one in Brazil, and I have. So, still yeah, run by Foxconn. You're right. They're all still Foxconn plants, I believe, but there we go. Um, just to prove that we were not, you know, not just gassing in the wind as it were. Um, <laughs> and um I believe I heard somebody mention that um, they're expanding their cork operation, where, um, as I said, back in the day, lots Uh of stuff was assembled. It seems that it may not have been cut back as much as I thought. They may have simply changed the labels to be assembled in the EU. I don't know. But um, somebody mentioned that they were talking about expanding there as well. Um, There we are. Um, Latest Apple AirTag update makes it easier to stop stalkers. This is BGR, I believe. Um, I believe
0: anything that's you know making it more secure. That's yes, good. here
1: we are. Um, first time this year, Apple has rolled out a firmware firmware update for the AirTag. At the time, it was not totally clear what the update added, but Thursday published a support page detailing changes. AirTag firmware 1.0.301 tunes the sound made when an unknown tag is travelling with you, which should make it easier to find unwanted tags. Um, so, you know, Apple still continuing <laughs> to... Uh... I've
0: got visions of it going. I've got visions of it going. Whip, whip, whip. <laughs> unknown AirTag detected. Now,
1: warning, warning. Uh, uh. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Um, Well, that's good. You know, I saw some histrionic headline the other day, which was, you know, Apple's AirTag is being used to stalk women. It should be removed from sale immediately. It's like, um, no, Apple are doing everything they can to make it the safest tracker you can have. I believe Tile have started to add some similar features to theirs, but um, nobody seemed to care about that for the last five years. <laughs>
0: that's right. Oh, no, Tile. No, that's no, not, not a big enough name. Not
1: a big enough name to be worth worrying. Um, Apple has clarified conditions for the App Store app removal, extending the update deadline to 90 days. Um, this is because uh, Apple said that they would be removing quote-unquote, abandoned apps that have not had an update in three years. Um, Oh, right, yes. Originally, they said that um, developers would have 30 days to submit um, an update for review, Um, and now they have said uh, a significant amount of time means within the last three years... Um, and only applies to apps which fail to meet a minimum download threshold over a rolling twelve month period um, by removing old outdated or abandoned apps. it hopes to offer better discoverability for apps which are actively maintained um
0: okay so so basically they're saying if you if you've created something that you haven't touched for three years and then and no one's downloaded it for yeah. two. Yes, we're going to... We're There's going not much to, point it being on the App Store. No, we're going to yeah. pull it.
1: Um, I kind of understand why a lot of developers were up in arms about it because Apple were, in their usual manner, not clear in their initial statement about what yeah. they meant, which is one of the things that they seem to fail to do. You know, they, for a company that's so good at so many things, they often fail to communicate exactly what they're trying to do very clearly. Um we always seem to assume the worst as well. Well, yes. It seems um, to me.
0: I mean, how, many, how many, how many stories over the last years that we've been doing the podcast have we said, um, uh, this terrible thing has happened and Apple have fixed it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you
1: know, um, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think um, John Gruber, I, I don't know if I've linked it. Um, John, John Gruber, oh yes, I have, it's there. Apple launches. Oh no, that's another one from Terrifiable. Um, he he wrote a piece anyway, basically saying, as far as he could tell, if you have a perfectly good app which works perfectly well and people are still downloading, um, that you can simply say to Apple, please don't remove this because there's no reason for it to have an update. An update
0: um also i know apple... yeah, I, I wonder what constitutes i wonder what constitutes an update i mean is it just yeah. a matter of getting it re-signed or something Could or... it could be could be and i think
1: there's also a thing obviously apple are trying to clear out apps which are not using the latest sdks or you know um yes I the most modern apis and i think john gruber said they've been doing this they do this about every six months anyway and they have been doing for years. It's just that this time, yeah, you know, somebody started shouting about it and um, started a. Well, it of...
0: might be, for instance, that you that you write a small app that that uses a server, and then you've just abandoned it effectively, and the server yeah. no longer works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the so the app works perfectly well, but it doesn't actually connect to anything. Precisely. So you know? yeah. I, I think that's um, you know,
1: I think giving people ninety days to make a change if need be and uh that probably allows you to enter a um some sort of appeal and say there's no reason to update this it works perfectly well you know if it's a you know if it's a very simple app that does something as long as people are still buying it or downloading it i don't see a problem i think they're just looking for things that are long dead and abandoned and just why would you not you know, look at this tin of beans I found on the back of the shelf that went out of date in 2019. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps we should throw them away. <laughs> They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, There's nothing wrong with them. What are you want about? Oh, dear. Um, a lawsuit alleges that Apple should pay damages to consumers for suspending Apple Pay in Russia. Um, not much to say about that, I suppose. Uh, a law firm sure. in Russia has yeah, filed I'm a sure. lawsuit.
0: That's, if someone could... Conf- If someone can raise a lawsuit against anything, they probably will. Precisely. So, you know, not sure how that will go. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And Apple, of course, this week launched the Self-Service Repair Store, um, which they first posited, what, six months ago? Something like that? Um, The Self-Service Repair Program is now live. I've got links to uh, Daring Fireball, Apple Insider, and apparently... Uh, if you want the full toolkit to do a repair, uh, you can rent the iPhone Repair Toolkit. Uh, I believe you can rent it for something like $49 um, and send it back when you're done. Um, but apparently, it comes in a wheeled suitcase and weighs 79 pounds. So, shipping on that might not be that cheap. <laughs> um, okay, well, if you really want to fix your own iPhone, now you can. Um and Apple have said, um, Mac yeah, computers, with that. Mac computers will be added later. Yeah, um, me, my thing is, yeah, um, if I've broken it, I think I'll send it to Apple to fix it. And um, I'm not sure I trust myself putting screwdrivers near microelectronics. Thank you. Far too many bits you can break. You probably but... end up doing more harm than good. If you want my honest opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean the the biggest the biggest issue with with more modern kit is how much of it is glued together and exactly it's it's just not I mean going back in the day so when I had my first twenty four inch iMac I took that to pieces and even that terrified me yeah. uh, to put an SSD in it uh, I, and when you took the um, when you took the screen off because you had to go in from the front. And when you took the screen off, it sort of made this terrible tearing noise. And all it was was like this thin strip of glue around the outside. But it was, yeah, it was terrifying. Once you'd done that, it was actually fairly straightforward, even though everyone, you know, there were lots of stories saying, don't do this. It was actually fairly straightforward back in those days, but they've got more and more and more and more difficult to repair. Yes, they have. So why would you you take it? I'll give you a little story about, I may have told you this story before. Um when I, back in my Acorn Archimedes days, I wanted to upgrade to the um I think it originally came with uh wait for this, young people. Two megabytes of RAM and um and I wanted to upgrade it to four megabytes and it came on these little sodium chips where the, the legs came off the thin end of the chip. Yeah. Not not, yeah. not the wide end. Yeah, bit no of the not, chip. not the long wide but, down to the, to so the it went late ones. Vertically. Yeah. Oh, well, I, yeah. I had a go at doing it myself, and eventually, I took it into a shop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it just kept coming up with errors. And I, I think eventually, it was simply I hadn't got some of them seated properly, but I was terrified of breaking something. Yeah, because um, what what
1: might sound stupid is what you know people who weren't in the computing market at that time would not necessarily understand that another two meg, you know, two megabytes of RAM might set you back a hundred quid, you know, and we're talking a hundred quid in, you know, 1980s money, by the way, which was a hell of a lot more than what a hundred quid will buy you now. So,
0: um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, um, so yeah, so uh, things haven't always been that easy to update even back then. No, I (laughs)
1: remember that we had, um, we had an SE and, um, there was a there was an a, a sort of semi official update you could do to the SE to put a, a second RAM chip in to yeah. t- take it from I think two megabytes, which was fairly common at the time, to four megabytes. But to do it, you had to insert the RAM chip. Which, by the way, you had to get the SE apart. Which anybody who's ever done that will know that that is not an easy task. Um and quite delicate inside. You have to be very careful. Um, you then had to snip a particular wire, which would uh, allow the second, um, the second bank of RAM to register. And um, oh, I see. Yes, well, that's a, yeah, that's unusual, isn't it? Now, there was a particular <laughs> wire that had to be cut in order to cut. The, mu- don't cut the red wire. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of wire that you had to snip with with a pair of wire cutters. So yeah, when it came to doing that, we got our uh, we got our engineer to do that. Thank you very much. Because I'm not cutting the wrong wire. <laughs> it, I mean, it might have been it might have been really easy to do. I don't know, but um, no, I I avoided doing that one. It was like if you're not co- if you're not confident, don't do it yourself. So I didn't. There we go. Um. So yes. Uh. I mean, lots of people are saying that the uh, self-service repair store doesn't go far enough, and blah blah blah. But I mean, they've just launched it. Give it time. And for most of us, I'm really not sure we would want to be taking apart an iPhone. You want my honest opinion? I think I'd rather see.
0: I'm back sure to there Apple. are people out there who just love taking things to pieces, who would, will will be desperate to do it. <laughs> yes, because yes. there are always people who like to take things to bits. And. So yep, that's that, fine. That is true. The fact that Apple have backed down and 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 done that, I think is a good thing. That yes. They haven't just kept saying no, no you can't update our stuff. So, no. if you really want to have a go, here you go. Here you are, if you must. <laughs> <laughs> If you must. But don't come crying to us.
1: Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Don't come crying to us if you break it. Um, Apparently, your iPhone can alert you to breaking glass, smoke alarms, and other dangers. This is on the Cult of Mac. Um, The other day, I was walking with music blasting through my AirPods when I stepped in front of a speeding ambulance. The magical sound recognition feature on my iPhone was turned on and my AirPods recognized wailing sirens, silenced the music... Pipe the sirens into my ears instead and save me from being flattened. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. maybe not have your AirPods on quite so loud when you're walking around, mate. But um, apparently, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sound yeah. recognition is enabled on your phone. It will continually listen to sounds and notify you if they are recognized. Um, okay. That's good. Yeah, um, it's adding a little bit of extra safety for people. Okay, if you uh, if you turn on sound recognition, this will disable "Hey Siri. Um, evidently, the part of the phone that passively listens for mm-hmm. noises must be tuned for either one or the other, although, to be honest... Oh, uh, right, okay. Well, yeah, but that said, I mean...
0: So it's another one of these things under accessibility, isn't it? Yep, yes, it is. But, you know, it's... Um, That's clever, though. Clever. Clever stuff. Um, so, apparently, it can recognise fire, siren, smoke, cat, a dog, appliances, car a horn, doorbell, and a door knock. Yeah. Breaking glass. Kettle. Oh, and, oh, and more. Yeah. yeah. Running water. Ru- running, yeah. Baby crying. Yeah. Coughing and shouting. Yeah, well... It's all um, clever stuff. Clever stuff.
1: Um, Not entirely perfect. Okay. Well, I doubt it is. Um,
0: Yeah, telling telling the difference between a cough and a dog bark is probably quite difficult. Yes. Um, I've been notified. Fairly similar. I've been notified of siren noises if
1: I catch myself passively whistling along to the music. Well, you know, bloody hell. (laughs) What do you want? (laughs) Come on. Getting it to react to "Hey S person" is hard enough, so you know it sounds. Yeah, pretty... were you whistling? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're if you're um you know passively whistling along is actually tuneless, sort of up down up down. Then you might well be detected as a siren or a fire alarm or something. <laughs> there we are. Well, you know, I didn't know about that, and apparently it's quite new. So that's no. um. Interesting. That's cool. yep. And to be honest, if you you know if you do have difficulty with hearing, then you know it may be that shouting "Hey, s person" is not a great deal of use to you anyway. You probably want to uh, press the button and speak clearly. Um, yeah, that's true. And um, last one is nine to five Mac uh, Apple's Thunderbolt four Pro cable teardown. Shows why it is so expensive because this is the um, Thunderbolt four cable, which I believe is a hundred and twenty nine dollars. Um, it's their forty gigabyte transfer data and charging he's up got, to a hundred watts. Got, got chips and things in it. Unsurprisingly, um, coax yeah, it comes and-
0: to something when a, when a cable. Cable, yeah, it comes to something though, doesn't it, when a cable when a cable has to have a little computer of its own <laughs> to yeah. control to um, control the speed of the stuff going
1: across it.: Here we go. The, the accessory is a coaxial cable with 19 wires, uh, protected by a waterproof and dustproof woven layer. Under the fabric, there's another protection of thermoplastic elastomer with a thin foil layer of shielding. Five tinned copper wires for power supply. Uh, Many wires are plated in silver and pure copper, and two white plastic-covered wires for USB 2 transmission. Um, Inside of the connectors, protected by hard plastic, and a brass sleeve, carry multiple components. Intel chip, which manages the Thunderbolt, acts as a signal reconstructor to reduce signal jitter, and all 24 pins are gold-plated. Um... Very well, well built. You've got to avoid your signal jitter at all costs. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well built with premium materials, which makes it durable and less susceptible to interference, not to mention the licensed chip which stabilises signal transmissions. If you constantly transfer large amounts of data, you will probably benefit from this cable which is best of, best in class. Well, that's no real surprise then, is it? Right. Um, I believe there are two. One's 129 and a longer one is apparently is available for $100. Yeah. A three-meter version is $159, but is not yet available in stores. So, there you go. Ah, well, there you
0: go. And... Uh, you, you can imagine them in the future, can't you, saying, oh, and do you know, when they transferred data, It once they transferred more than a terabyte, they had to wait seconds for it to arrive. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh dear. dear. So arcane.
1: Indeed. Indeed. And <laughs> that's pretty much all of the Apple stories. You know, isn't... I can remember uh, Go on, I then. can
0: remember those days, back in the day, when uh, uh, my first experiments with uh, bulletin boards and occasionally you'd get a download of something. You could download a whole megabyte, mm-hmm. a whole megabyte of something. It would only take about an hour to download it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what are you on about? What, on your... What's everyone going on about? <laughs> it, um, oh, my brother had
1: a modem for connecting to bulletin boards in, the, I guess it's probably the early 80s. I think it was yeah. 9.6 board or something. Um,
0: yes, 9600. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There were so many of them, and uh, yeah, everything took an age back in those days. Yeah, it was, it was always miraculous as we took technological steps forward, and suddenly you realised that uh, you know, like first using a floppy drive and all that kind of stuff. Yep, indeed. Where Def. you think, oh, oh, oh no, this thing's broken. It must be. It, it, oh no, it saved it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Definitely, yeah.
0: No more, yeah. no more,
1: um, like what they C10 cassettes for your Spectrum or whatever,
0: uh. <laughs> yeah, or, or even the operating system coming on 32 floppy disks or something,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, which I can't remember which one it was. One of them, one, I think it was probably the last Apple OS you could get on floppies, and I th- Think it consisted of about forty floppy disks. Ooh, by that, ouch. by that, by the, by that point, most people were buying them on the CD, but you could still buy it. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think I, floppy I, disk. I think the last one I had, which wasn't available on the CD, was like twenty-five or twenty-eight floppy drives, floppy disks, the little three and a half inch floppy disks, seven point five. I think it might have been.
0: And, ba- yeah. and backing up was just the same because yep. you used to back up the floppy disks as well. And if you've got a backup program, you might end up with a box with just labeled one, two, three, four, five, yeah. six. I'm glad, I'm glad to say that
1: we didn't, um, because obviously we were professional users. We had, uh, first of all, we had SyQuest drives, which were, uh, when you look at them now, you wonder how they ever worked.
0: I remember SyQuest, yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> like a hard
1: drive platter <laughs> in a plastic cassette,
0: wasn't it? Um, and it
1: uh, didn't really appear to have any protection at all. And it's uh, surprising that they actually ever worked. But I had hundreds of those at one point. There we are. <clears throat> Such is life. <laughs> and then there were zip disks, of course, and then jazz drives and all the others. Yeah.
0: All now long And now they're complaining about the speed that they can download. Yes, now they're complaining about the fact that their four terabyte um, uh, video files don't download fast enough. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: They've got, they've got, they've got to go and make a cup of tea while it's doing it. Wow, <laughs> dear, what a hardship! <laughs> oh, I remember
1: talking about all those. I remember going to visit a friend of mine who was a Windows user and. I can't remember what version of the OS he was installing, but it was, I don't know, it was Windows 95 or Windows 98, something like that, and he'd got this huge, you know, stack of about 40 floppies that he had to be, and he'd basically been there all day feeding them in one after the other. Um, and, you know, of course, praying that when you got to the end, no bits were corrupted.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Uh I must I must recommend, um, by the way, uh, I last night I watched um Moonfall, which is in all honesty a pretty rubbish film. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but but there are some pretty good one liners in it. There's a there's a geek in it who, who gets taken into space basically, uh, at, at some point. And of course, he's overwhelmed by the fact that he's in space. And there's a lovely one liner where he's got his iPhone and he's taking pictures out of the window. And these two astronauts are sort of looking at him, sort of thinking, oh, dear, what have we brought with us? <laughs> and he turns around to them and he looks at them. He says, it's OK, it's an airplane moment, <laughs> which, I, which I thought was very amusing at the time. It's beautifully timed. Beautifully timed, um, um, and there there are a number of things he says during the sh- during the uh, during the film, which are, uh, are quite amusing.
1: Excellent. I shall I shall look. So out yeah, for if you that. if
0: you've got an if you've got an hour to an hour to spare, and um, probably when it's free because it's, <laughs> it's hardly worth paying for. Not worth. I ended paying up for. Um, <laughs> I ended up renting it for a fiver, and um, it was okay. But it, yeah, it's a bit far fetched. <laughs> yeah, I think but Moonfall
1: kind of gives you the. Giveaway for that, I suspect, but um, there we are. Yes, but um, there are
0: definitely there are, so some bits. Of, some bits of it are serious, but there are definitely some good, uh, some good one-liners thrown out here and there. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, it, like... There was one bit where there was one bit where they were saying, "and and um, we've just about got off the earth in time," and uh, thanks to one of uh, um, he, uh, Elon Musk's boosters or something, <laughs> and he says, "ah, <laughs> oh, you gotta, you gotta love Elon." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh excellent excellent i shall look out for that then when it goes free i was actually talking about things that are free i was surprised to find that the latest uh james bond is now available on amazon for free oh yes amazon
0: have bought up the rights for it all haven't they so, yeah
1: but i mean yeah, you know, yeah. that only came out what that's last, good yeah because it's not been out that long last autumn i think no um and it's on amazon yeah, for yeah something like that yeah anyway uh, technology sure. stories: Qualcomm says its M1 rival will be available in PCs by late 2023. Um, okay. Why does it
0: have to be a rival? I don't know. It's a, just Why does a... it have to be a rival? No.
1: Well, because it's a because it's an ARM-based chip. That's what they're talking about. It's not another
0: Intel. Oh, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. But um, I just don't know why everything has to be oh, the yes, opposite. It, it, why? It, it, why? Do, why do we always have to be battling against one another all the while? No,
1: it's no, it's just just another I mean, you know arm-based chip that's
0: coming, going yeah. to come into play. Don't, don't get me wrong. You know, improvements are always good. We like yep. to see things being improved. But, we do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just yes. get a little bit tired of the of uh, constant, you know, you know t- iPhone it, killer with electric or... cars, yeah, or, or, or uh, yeah, Tesla killer or uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why everything has to be a killer or something else. Yes, <laughs> but you know, it's quite possible.
1: Have you not noticed that you know automobiles have existed, you know, with many brands for a long, long time? Um, <laughs> they don't have to kill each other yeah, to. <laughs> be successful there's quite a lot of you know space in the marketplace um okay and then i, th- I think mac jim sent this one in um mac jim's not here because he's working today and he's taking some time off next week i think um this is from euro news uh, tire dust is a thousand times more harmful than exhaust fumes um and these students have solved the problem um university students have invented a way to capture harmful tire dust um, and have been awarded a prize for it. Uh, the UK-based startup Tire Collective oh, that's good. has been working on tackling the problem of tire wear. The dust it emits is the second-largest microplastic pollution in the oceans. Yes, we all know tires wear yeah, I'd love wear to down... know where they got that figure from. Yeah, I'd but...
0: love to know. I'd love to know where they got the figure from. A thousand times more harmful. So if I stick, if I lock myself in a room with some tires. And I lock myself in a room with uh, a a, um, fossil fuel car. Yeah. Um, I know when I'm going to die first. Let's put it that way.
1: let's just put it that way. Um, (laughs) But, you know, laughing aside, uh, as it says here... It's a pollutant, though. It is a pollutant, yeah. You know, we all know the tyres wear down. Have you considered where those particles go? Um, And that is true. Um, So here we are. It says... uh, Co-founder of the Tire Collective, uh, Hanson Cheng, says it's a massive problem which needs to be addressed. Um, Fair enough. Apparently, they have created a device which attaches to the car tyre and uses electrostatic and aerodynamics to collect tyre dust as it is produced. Um, This device can remove up to 60% of tyre wire particles. Um, Okay. Okay, so what...
0: It says I've just clicked on the link to uh, the emission analytics, and what it actually says is tire wear pollution is unregulated and can be a thousand times worse. Okay, uh, and they don't say in what conditions it can and be. No, but well, that, that it no. can be. Yeah, well, not that it
1: is. No, well, they well, you know, <laughs> people like to make so, the biggest uh, headline out of it.
0: They do. I, don't get me wrong. I have seen. I have. I have listened to programs about. Um, tyre particulates and uh, and the fact that it's another area that we need to consider yes after we've sorted out car emissions <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah mm, um... or maybe maybe can maybe at the same time would yes be good. it would be good well you know, that's, that's interesting. This So is well sort, done, students.
1: Yes, and this is the sort of thing, I assume, you know, that people might laugh at it now, but in 10 years you might find all of the cars driving around have these, you know, things bolted on like we have mud flaps, but now they're tyre dust collectors. Anyway, yeah, good thinking. Not quite sure how it attaches to the tyre. I don't
0: think it actually attaches to the tyre. But anyway, there we are. Um, good for them. That's one of the I things think. that I love about, one of the things that I like about technology generally, is that it's never standing still. People are always looking at better ways and yeah, of doing stuff and of there's always there's always something else to consider. Uh, I, I mean, I watch a lot of stuff about hydrogen um because some people are completely convinced that hydrogen is going to be the future for cars. I'm not, but I think there is a place for hydrogen. I think um, there's a place for hydrogen. If but you I'm speak,
1: not... if you speak to I'm not sure it's in cars. If you
0: speak to people who, no, if you speak to people who are in the know, who people who are close to these things, they say that our future is going to be, it isn't going to be any one thing. It's not like we're replacing electricity from burning fossil fuels with wind power, because we won't, because that won't solve it. And we won't replace it with nuclear, because that won't solve it either. It needs to be a combination of all these things all brought together. Yes, um, you know. Joined up thinking. That makes most sense to me, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Joined up thinking to It's great horrible us.
0: Yeah, that's right. But it's great that there are loads of people out there who are trying to find better and better ways of doing things. Because we need to. Yes. For the planet. We do. We need to do. And actually,
1: I have to say, um, just recently... I've started to see, uh, locally, quite a lot more electric cars. Um, I know I'm probably yes, looking out noticed, for them. Yeah,
0: it's suddenly become really noticeable, yeah. but um, Most most times I go out for a drive now, I see at least a few yes. electric cars, whereas, you know, if you go back a year or even maybe only a year or two, you, you might see one occasionally. But, yeah, there's definitely been a surge of interest in uh, electric vehicles. I mean...
1: Vehicles. Teslas don't come in very many colours, but I've seen three or four Teslas driving around here locally. I've seen a couple of the electric
0: Jags. Um, it also makes you realise just how many wealthy people there are around because yes, <laughs> yes, because there's an awful lot of Teslas. My I, word, yes, there are quite a
1: lot of Teslas. I saw, um, like I say, I've seen two. Well, I, if they were not electric, they were at least hybrid because they were, both times I saw them, they were pulling away. Although I noticed one had the green stripe on its number plate, so I believe that's zero emissions, isn't it? The green stripe, yes, should be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw a Polestar. I don't know if it was a one or a two. Um, the other day, didn't realise what it was uh, till later.
0: Yeah, it's unlikely to be the one because apparently the one was uh, like a test bed, and it was mostly Europe. So I don't think there were any left-hand, any uh, right-hand drive ones. All
1: right. Well, I only saw the back of it, the, and I the Polestar one. I, I realised what it was afterwards because um, Polestar was sponsoring Drama on Channel Four or something, and they had a shot right. of the back with the iconic. Lights
0: round the sort of round, yes, the, the T, boot. the Thor's hammer lights, yeah, yeah, um, clever, clever stuff, um, yeah, obviously, i obviously, I've seen quite a lot because uh, I went to the uh, fully charged show, yes, um, at the end of last week, but um, so uh, as we were talking about before the show, yeah, so, uh, look out for a video because I am definitely going to put a video together uh, of, of some of the stuff that I saw. I've also yeah. noticed around here all of a sudden, um, a lot of the Amazon
1: vans now have 100% electric. They're driving like electric transit. They
0: do, yeah. I actually spoke to one of the guys who delivered one of my parcels a little while ago, and uh, I said, how are you getting on with them? He said, they're fine. He said, we're finding. He said, I'm finding that when I've done all my rounds for the day, I've still got 40% battery. Yeah. So yeah, so they okay. are working for them. And I did see as well um, one of the new
1: Porsches. Um, is that oh, right, yeah. is, is that a hybrid or is it a, a true electric?
0: It's a very. No, it should new... be a true electric if it's the uh, Porsche Taycan. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, not what? Not a car I'd seen before, but um, it came whizzing past me on the on the dual carriageway, and it did have a green stripe on its plate, so it probably was true electric. So there we go. It was a very nice looking car. I tell,
0: I tell you, which is a yes. I tell you, a, another very nice looking car based on the same platform is the Audi GTX uh Etron GTX. That's a really nice looking car. So as I as I said on the uh, I've done a little bit of a video on it and I said uh, uh and here's another car I can't afford. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, very nice car. Yes.
1: Yeah that's the, that's the one is I've just looked at I've just typed in Taycan to have a look at it. Yes. Porsche updates TayCan with new features. That's the one. Oh apparently a new entry level rear wheel drive Porsche Taycan has been launched. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. But anyway, there you go. I saw one. I saw one come whizzing past me. So, you know, I am seeing more electric cars. Um, Yeah, there's definitely more out there now. Yes, and obviously you spot the, you know, you first off, you, you do, you spot the things like the, the E, the, the Jag. I
0: feel like I should call it an E-type, but that's something completely different. Um, Yes, that's right. Yeah, I don't know why they called it the I-pace. No. Not the E-pace. But there we go.
1: No, but there we are. Um, but you also you also start noticing the other ones. You know the smaller ones, the um, sort of commutary type of cars. Um, you know yeah. family family saloons and the hatchbacks. I've seen several of the
0: um, Fiat Five Hundred electric cars. Um, it's but... a nice looking little car. I, I actually got in it this time because I mean it was it was absolutely flooded with people last year. Right, but the, I managed the, to get the, a Five Hundred in this time. Yeah, the only trouble with it, I mean, it's it's roomy enough, but apparently they haven't really made any real concessions for the fact that it's in the UK. So right. the passenger has a really good footrest because <laughs> <laughs> they haven't moved it around. And and the driver hasn't, which is uh, a bit bonkers to me. Yes. So th- that put me off it straight away. Even though the car itself is quite small, it, it's fine. I'm, you know, I'm six foot tall. I fitted it in quite comfortably, but honestly, if you've got nowhere to put your left foot it's it's not really very comfortable to drive with your foot flat on the on the no. floor of the car for any no. distance. you might do it for a bit, but it starts to become quite tiring, so that put me off that one. I won't be buying one of those, even though I could probably afford one of those um, yeah, it's a nice, stylish little car, I have to admit and and it's got a decent range, it's got about hundred and sixty miles range so yeah not bad that's not bad, is it you know. Yeah, if you can fit in it okay and you've got feet small enough rather than my big cloth (laughs) hoppers
1: you're probably okay with it. Oh, dear. Right, so what else have we got to wrap it up? Because we've been going a while now. Um, ILM brought Boba Fett to Times Square. Um, This is a little YouTube video. Um, I don't know, you might have seen it, Nick. Do you remember the one... uh, few months ago which i think was in somewhere in singapore where they had a tiger that appeared to be leaning out of the
0: billboard oh yes i do remember that yeah
1: well they've done a similar i'm just watching
0: their watching their video
1: um it's a moderately long video i think it's about five minutes long because they're talking about how they did it and whatnot but it's quite impressive
0: oh right okay it it it's impressive. Oh right, I see. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he comes and you know Ch- apparently yeah, leans out. Show me. Oh, I see. So he looks like he's in a in a building. Yeah. Uh, oh, clever stuff. And he can lean out. They
1: did the same with the the thing with the tiger. They had the thing where it appeared to jump out of the you know, jump out of the cage. Um, yes. So that's the same kind of thing. He leans out and whatnot. And uh, just to just to uh, wrap it up. Um, Apparently, if you're into any of these things, Apple thinks you're a hipster, according to Cult of Mac. Um, This apparently comes from somebody found um, a list of hipster words. Um, Mikel de Icaza uh, tweeted the list on Thursday evening. He titled the tweet, A list of hipster words according to iOS notes shared dot framework um and here is the address which i won't bother to read out but it's system you know blah 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 uh it's a fascinating list um whatever its actual purpose might be we have obvious entries like twee hoodie occupy farm to table microdosing, and woke um there are a few entries on the retro side mixtape vhs polaroid edison 8-bit um very strange List of hipster words according to the iOS notes shared dot framework. Um, just
0: found that amusing, to be honest. It means absolutely. It means absolutely nothing to me. It okay. might have as well be written in for, in some foreign language that I don't understand because I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> these are just these are just words that that hipsters use. Apparently, well, I'm obviously not a hipster. So. Exactly. Um, I, I mean, I know what I know what a mixtape, VHS, and Polaroid and eight bit means, but m- yeah, <laughs> but there now, we does are. That make me a hipster? I don't no, know. No, I doubt it. Um, Who knows? I don't use them in everyday language, except um, when I'm talking to you. I expect. <laughs> We've probably said VHS. We've probably said VHS at some point.
1: <laughs> I'm sure we have. Um, there we go. I just an amusing little piece buried somewhere in the guts of, uh, you know, for no, no reason that anyone can uh, determine. So there we are. And that's, <laughs> uh, uh, as I total this, all the news that's fit to print. There we go. Um, so uh, I guess we'll wrap it up, Nick. Um, Tell people where people can find your stuff, I guess. Okay.
0: Uh, Very occasionally on Twitter. I'm Spligosh, S-P-L-I-G-O-S-H. But I emphasize very occasionally. Um, (laughs) And uh, if you want to see some um, service videos, then have a look at uh, Erdicton Methodist Church. The links are in the show notes. Yep. Uh, You can find me on um, that thing we use. What's it called? The, what, the slack room? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, slack, thank you, yes, yes. Brain had gone into shutdown. <laughs> it's yep. my age, you know. We're all in the slack. Uh, yes, yes you are. can find me in the slack room occasionally as well. So That's it. There we go. That's about it. Uh, that, that's it.
1: Um, You can find me on the Twitter as at Serenak, and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K. Of course, I'm in the slack room most of the time. Um, What else? Um, that's probably about it for now to be honest um, thank you for listening, thank you to all the people who support us in all the usual ways retweeting us and sending us money and beer and whatever else Um, I'm pleased to announce that uh, sometime in June I'm hoping to have uh, Son Nguyen Kim of uh, Simple Login, see I managed to do it right that time and um, hopefully uh, I've spoken to Andy Yen, and um, if I speak to him sometime in June, he will see if he can fit us in. Because until June, he is very busy with what he says is major updates coming to various Proton um, services. So we Jolly will hopefully good. have. Uh, Those oh, sound good. Yes, we will. We will speak to uh, Son about um, you know what's going on at Simple Login and being taken over by Proton, and then later we will have a, a word with. Andy Andy Yen from Proton about uh, about that and what will hopefully be by then released updates to the Proton services. So uh, anyway, we'll be back next week to talk about whatever has happened in the meantime Uh, and until then, I guess Nick and I will say goodbye. We will. Bye bye That be the Essential Apple Podcast. Goodbye and thank you for listening.